Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having a fantastic, absolutely awesome day today. And just giving you a heads up, the vitamin C capsules with antioxidants, I know a lot of people were waiting on it. We got a small batch in yesterday, very small batch. It's only going to last us a short period of time. I don't even think we're probably going to put it on the website. So I'm letting you know right now firsthand, we waited. Ted and I were here last night at the office waiting on the shipment to arrive because apparently it's too difficult to arrive on time now. Punctuality is no longer a thing when it comes to transport. But nonetheless, we have it. It's here. If you guys need it, give us a call. Probably going to do phone sales on it only just for the fact of we have very, very small amount of it, and it's here. The same thing with the food buckets. We got another batch of those in. We don't know how long we're going to have to wait for the next batch because I know I told you guys yesterday we're having a big price increase on them for the manufacturer. They're wanting to throw the meat buckets up another 30% increase, which in my opinion is absolutely out of control. But as a lot of products, a lot of ingredients – are starting to go up rapidly all across the board in our industry and just in the food industry. We're starting to see things escalate very, very rapidly. And then on top of that, you now see – this is I saw this article a couple days ago, and then I saw two more times again. And I realized this is where they're going to start taking this, and this is why they're working on the vaccine passport. This is why they're working on the contact tracing. This is why they're working on monitoring everything you do all of the time. A new credit card that's working with MasterCard now will allow you or others in the system to monitor your personal CO2 budget on every purchase you make. I kid you not. It's not a joke. The card cuts off spending when it hits the carbon max that's been determined for you. The credit card follows on the heels of the study in the journal Nature in August 2021 calling for a personal carbon allowance that will monitor individual CO2 emissions through smart meters and tracking apps, just like I told you guys. The personal carbon allowance also tracks food consumption for rationing, and future credit scores will be based on browsing history as well as debt history. The new CO2 monitoring card boasts that it provides 90 million consumers with carbon footprint insights, and it aims to reach 1 billion by the end of November. It's a voluntary currently right now. This goal is to create a mandatory monitoring system similar to China's social credit score. Now, this has been a platform that they've been working on for years. This ties into a lot of the infrastructure deal that the current communist Democrats have also tried to push where they want to actually go in and monitor how many miles you drive every single day, every single week, so they can tax you accordingly. This ties into the Internet of Things. This ties into the Big Brother watching everything you do. And this ties into the unlimited taxation without representation that is grossly illegal in this country. And this is where it's going. And the whole thing that we've seen now over last year is it has nothing. COVID has nothing to do with health. That's a concept that's eluded a lot of people. COVID, upper respiratory virus, SARS-CoV-2, whatever you want to call it, it has nothing to do with health at all when it comes to the big scheme of things. It has been used 100% solely as a control domination device in order to push the agenda from the bankers onto the general public. 
and see how far they can push the limits. Look at what, again, I told you guys just in Australia. I mean, there's literally hundreds of full-blown battle-rattle tack police running around with shotguns and rifles with rubber bullets, indiscriminately shooting people on whims, just standing around. People standing on the sidewalk. Boom! 12-gauge rubber bullet, which, by the way, they call them less lethal. There's a reason why they call them less lethal, because they're designed to be less lethal than a one-ounce slug from a 12-gauge. It does not mean they cannot kill you. You hit somebody in the proper point on the skull or the temple or the face with a rubber 12-gauge bullet, it will kill you. It's called less lethal for a reason, because it's less lethal than a 12-gauge slug. It does not mean it's non-lethal. This is where they're taking this. We're shooting you in the face for your protection because you're standing on the sidewalk and we told you you can't. We're arresting you because you're not wearing a mask for your protection. This is where they're taking it, and now you see. With the CO2 carbon emissions, with the green deals, with everything they're trying to run into, this is where they want to take it as a full-blown domineering society to where essentially you can't function. And this is what I've told people in detail. I said, this isn't about a vaccine. Quite frankly, this injection isn't even a vaccine. We've clearly discussed that in detail. And so have other doctors that we've had on this show. It's not a vaccine at all. It's about consent. It's about compliance. It's about your submission and saying, yes, I'm willing to give you my body to have you inject what you will into me. This is what it's all about, guys. You have to understand the basis of what this is coming to. It has nothing to do with a shot or an injection or a vaccine. It has everything to do with submission and compliance. This is what people have to grasp their skulls. This is why it's so important. I had a friend of mine, his wife, I'm good friends with both of them. His wife is basically in um, a nursing school right now. And he called me up. He goes, they're telling my wife that if she wants to basically do her you know, rotations in this hospital, that she has to have the injection. I said, tell him no. He goes, well, I think they're going to drop her. I said, well, I said, it's your choice. He goes, well, she's absolutely not getting the shot. I said, here's the thing, my friend. I said, they can pick a person here, person there, make an example, drop them, fire them, make an example out of them. I said, but if you get everybody in unison together in these groups, in these hospitals, in these clinics, at least even just 10 to 20 percent, I said, they can't fire everybody. They physically can't. The hospital will collapse on its own weight. It can't support itself. The problem with it is, as we've seen now, is so many people are so willing to fold to the pressure and comply because they've been pushed and they've been told to do so. This is why it's so important. You continue to get the news and the truth out there. The media, as you've seen now, as they've been talking about terms like worsening and foreseeable future, you guys have noticed that now. Oh, it's foreseeable future now. We have this pandemic. It's worsening. You see the words. I've told you guys this before. The flatten the curve. We're in this together. 14 days. All these specific terms they use as trigger points, as talking points. And you can watch. There's been numerous people that have posted this online. You'll see 10, 20, 30 different media outlets, and they will literally be parroting the exact same words, same sentence, same everything. Literally, they're all reading the same teleprompter. And you've, we've seen this numerous times now 
because they're told to say this. They're told to re- basically regurgitate this, and this is why we see so many people falling in line and believing and becoming complete and total Covidian cult morons. And I mean that sincerely. They just they, they really are, do not even know what's going on. They simply follow the rules that they're told to follow. They don't ask questions, and this is why you see hundreds of law enforcement in Australia shooting people on the sidewalk with rubber bullets. you got to ask yourself, are any of these cops looking at what they're doing and saying, guys, this isn't right? Why, why are we shooting unarmed protesters on the sidewalk because they're not wearing a mask? Why are we doing this? But again, you always had that segment of the population that's willing to go through. They've done this in numerous experiments. We've talked about it before on the show. There's always a segment of the populace that's willing to go along and do anything, including kill their fellow man, simply to stay in line with what they're being told and follow orders. And that, again, is why it's so important that we knuckle down and dig our heels in and do not comply with anything that they're putting out there now, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin Stalin, you know, Joseph Stalin said that basically he was having a bad day when he couldn't kill at least ten to 15,000 people. Having a bad day, and he would order his troops just to basically shoot people and kill people, farmers, priests, parishioners, Orthodox, you know, Christians in the Russian church. He would do anything he wanted to do, whatever he wanted to do it, because he had compliant troops who were willing to follow orders and do anything they were told to do. You got to remember in the Battle of Stalingrad. You know, Hitler split his forces and decided to take Stalingrad, and the Stalingrad there was a siege. Of Stalingrad, it went on for gosh, like a year. People were starving to death, and Stalin just kept pouring more and more and more and more troops in. And then what happened is because Russia had a non-aggression treaty with Japan. Got to remember this. This is this is all twisted up from World War II. Remember the Axis and the Allied powers. The Axis powers were basically Japan and Germany, and they were against the rest of the world and Italy. And all of a sudden. Japan signs an anti-aggression treaty with the Russians, which allowed the United States to back channels to bring huge amounts of armament and raw materials and money and everything else into Russia on their Pacific port near Japan, which allowed them to get their factories cranked up and massively start producing planes and tanks that were being paid for by the American consumer or being paid for by the Rothschild banking cartel, which had already paid for the Russian Revolution 20, 25 years earlier. And that's why in the siege of Stalingrad, the Russians were on their heels. But suddenly, they do a big front, a big front on the Germans in Stalingrad, overrun the German positions, do a giant pincer movement, and lock up several hundred thousand Germans you know, in a big bubble behind enemy lines. Finally, 90,000 of those Germans surrender because they were starving to death, and Hitler refused to let them dig themselves out, because Hitler was a horrible battlefield commander. He was horrible. And what ended up happening is they finally surrendered, and less than 5,000 of them returned home some 15, 20 years later, after they were kept in basically gulags, and they were basically starved to death and murdered by the Russians. So we have this group of people out there that have no empathy whatsoever. And, and this includes troops. It includes a lot of police officers, like, you know, also and I talked about the other day, because remember, a lot of police officers are former military, and they're trained to obey orders. And they don't really see 
being nice to somebody is something they need to do as a police officer because the person is supposed to obey the commands they tell them. If they don't, they'll beat them, taser them, or shoot them in the face with a rubber bullet out of a 12-gauge. This is not okay. In no civilized society is it okay what Stalin did or what Hitler did or what Mussolini did or what Roosevelt did or what Eisenhower did in his death, death camps or what the British did in the bombing of Dresden. None of this stuff is ever okay, but people still go out and they do it and they kill tens of thousands, sometimes millions of people in their arrogance and in their avarice and in their wanting to just destroy as much as they possibly can to serve their master, Lucifer. And once you get this, you start understanding how this thing is not a battle against flesh and blood, but against these demonic entities that are controlling these realms and controlling people's thoughts and minds and basically bloodline families. Here's where it gets weird, who consider themselves the benign D Nephilim, sons of the fallen, progeny and children of Lucifer, who've had their empathy and sympathy bred out of them. And they no longer see human beings as something that should be protected. They just see them as just another ant on an anthill, and they don't care how many they kill. You know, and this is the group that runs the planet. So there you go. Uh, you know, in the border crisis right now with the 15,000 Haitians, we got to talk about this for a second. You know, we've got a problem now because they're rounding them up with horses and they're whipping them. And now, you know, they're saying in Congress, this is worse than what we saw in the Civil War under slavery. Okay. This is the media and their interpretation. 15,000 Haitians are waiting at an encampment under a bridge, which drones have been banned by the federal government as people try to tell the truth. These people tried to migrate to the U.S. at the Texas border, town of Del Rio, beginning last week. The state of Texas took action Saturday because they don't want the Haitians to deploy the Department of Public Safety and National Guard officers to secure the border in Del Rio. About a 1,000 state troopers and National Guardsmen were deployed to the area, and migrants say they had traveled to the U.S., fleeing natural disasters in Haiti and a lack of job opportunities in South and Central America. That sounds like they were told to say that. The U.S. Border Patrol has been accused of cruelty towards Haitian immigrants crossing into Texas, as the activists claimed its agents used whips. Slaves! I'm going to whip you, slave! They were using reins to control their horses, but not whips. They were hitting the horses with the reins to control the horses, but they were being whipped the slaves were which is a complete and total lie nobody got whipped with a whip democrats are accusing the border officers of cruelty and racism because they weren't allowed to come illegally into texas thousands of illegal aliens from haitian and family units under the del rio international bridge are being released into the u.s with a simple notice to return for further questioning because these notices are pretty much always ignored in the biden administration is sending expulsion flights to Haiti this week. And an estimated 4,400 migrants are still waiting under the bridge, and over 2,000 migrants are on the other side of the Mexican border. Border officials have apprehended over 1.5 million migrants in the fiscal year 2021 compared to 500,000 last year when Trump was in office. The problem is pretty much the whole 1.5 million migrants were released after their children were stripped away from them and sold into sex slavery. Yeah, that, that's where we are. But here, here's the problem that I've got with all of this stuff. You know, just in case people aren't really familiar with demographics, Haiti is an island. Just thought I'd mention that. And we're, we're going to do a little geography here. Haiti is an island that is basically pretty much everybody's right there side of the Dominican Republic on the other side of the island. And Haiti is an island that is pretty much unbelievably impoverished. Well, we've got a problem here. 
the biggest cruise ship will carry 6,000 passengers. And as a cruise ship comes to a port of call, in many cases the ships are so big they have to use tenders to take the people off the ship. And it takes hours and hours and hours to offload people at 100 a time on a tender. This is like a little boat that goes up to the side of the cruise ship. I've been on many tenders before doing many cruises. And what ends up happening is it takes hours to offload a ship of 1,500 people. Well, how does how about this? We have three huge cruise ships carrying 6,000, 5,000 people each, huge cruise ships, giant cruise ships, the biggest cruise ships ever built, go to Haiti, and they pick up 15,000 people, and they take them down to Mexico, and they dump them off. Who paid for that? Hmm? Who paid for all the diesel fuel it took to get those ships? How did 15,000 Haitians, they're not going to swim. They're not going to swim off the island. It's too far. They're not going to build a raft that's too far, and they're never going to show up in the aggregate of 15,000. Why isn't the media, instead of complaining about the reins being used on the horses, why isn't the media talking about how did 15,000 Haitians get to the United States border in Mexico? Well, I'm really glad you ask. And what we need to realize is this. This group of people who want to destroy the United States, this group of communist Kabbalists, Luciferian weirdos, they're the ones that are paying to have this done. These are like the anti-American globalists who are funded by the Rothschild banking cartel and who want communism in a new world order are doing everything they possibly can to destroy the demographics of the United States. Now, let me explain something to you. I don't have an axe to grind with Haiti. I don't. And uh, the people there, they've been lived and raised under poverty. And guess what else? All kinds of voodoo and Satanism. So they want to have a whole bunch of these people from Haiti who are all versed in things of the devil being immigrated into the United States to bring in what? Their new world order? thought I'd mention that. They have like people walking around, supposedly zombies in Haiti. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. I've never seen a zombie. I really don't want to ever see a zombie. I mean, this is something that's not on my to-do list. But the reality, <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounded kind of flippant, but it's true. It is not on my to-do list to do list to try to deal with a zombie. And, and, you know, the problem with all of this stuff is these people are being brought in by the tens of thousands into the United States. Now, how'd they get here? Well, George Soros, being paid by the Rothschild banking cartel and fully supported by him, I've done entire shows and linked it in depth before on this broadcast to the Rothschild banking cartels. You're basically behind the flooding of America with many of these Afghan, Muslim, and people from Haiti. These are what they're doing. These far-left communist groups are being funded through the Rothschild Rockefeller Power Centers through George Soros, and he's been funding a group called Welcome Us that is also co-chaired by Bill and Hillary Gates and Barack and Michelle Obama and guess who? George W. Bush, the dumb one, among others. And this group has been capitalizing on the fall of Afghanistan and the problems associated with Haiti and bringing the Taliban into the United States because of Joe Biden's botched withdrawal of Afghanistan. Haven't you noticed how George W. Is always hanging out now with Barack Obama and Bill Clinton. Well, I got a newsflash for you. These guys were friends and have been friends for decades, with the exception of Obama. You know, he kind of got pushed into the fray there in about 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008. While George Bush, by the way, was still president. Just thought I'd mention that too. And what's interesting about this is, you know, George Bush was skull and bones from Yale. Now, 
Guys, cover your children's ears for one second. Really important that you don't let your kids hear this. When the people come in to, how should I say, uh, you know, Yale and they get invited to Skull and Bones, they got to go into what's called a crypt. And in that crypt, they got to do all kinds of weird stuff and they got to tell stories about each other. They got to tell their most intimate secrets. And then, according to some of the insiders, I haven't been there. And again, this is not like on my checklist to want to see. These guys have to be put into a casket. And the problem is, according to what I've read, they get put in a casket with another guy. And they've got to, well, you know what they got to do in that casket, which is kind of sick and it's kind of a gay thing. But I won't go into detail with it. And then they get to be blackmailed for the rest of their lives and told what to do with these sacrificial weirdo ceremonies that they do. George Bush's skull and bones. Just a thought for you guys. The election with Woodrow Wilson was basically run through skull and bones. And that's how they got him into the White House. And the sad part about all of this is if we do not understand this is evil to the core and who these people are, it never makes any sense to us. See, what we have in the world today is normalcy bias. We really do. I had a long talk this morning with Sharon. And, you know, and we all have – Sharon is my wife for you guys who are just tuning in. And what we have here is a group of people that are running the planet who don't want us to be like we were with Norman Rockwell as far as the United States, which if we ever were like Norman Rockwell, you know, it ain't no more. Norman Rockwell is the guy who wrote for the Saturday Evening Post and did all kinds of artists rendition, did rendition, did, he did a bunch of photographs and pictures and a bunch of drawings of idyllic America and what he wanted the world to be. Well, the problem is it's not what we think it is because there's all kinds of problems associated with just even getting along with one another. But then when you get these other people coming into it and they're putting things into the fray like shooting people in the face with rubber bullets or police officers throwing you on the ground on a routine traffic check because you refuse to tell them how fast you were going because you were speeding. And now all of a sudden you get tasered and you're like, what the heck just happened? I have a right to remain silent. No, you don't, peasant. No, you don't. We're going to do whatever we want to do. Now, I'm not speaking badly about all police officers. There's some really good police officers. But, guys, overall, the United States is turning itself into a completely totalitarian, let's stomp on your face, boot regime. And no matter what you do, we're not going to allow you to have freedom any longer because we simply want to have the ability to do whatever we want to do. Now, we have military courts because of what's going on with the Patriot Act and the new version of it. They could actually order red flag gun confiscation under the defense bill. Yeah, the provision of the 2022 National Defense Authorization Act would allow military courts to issue protective orders that include red flag gun confiscation, according to the more than 1,300-page bill that nobody wants to read because it's too long. In the legislation, those beholden to the United States Code of Military Justice could be issued a military court protective order by a military judge or magistrate that would make possessing, receiving, or otherwise accessing a firearm illegal. What? A military court protective order issued on an ex parte basis shall restrain a person from possessing or receiving or otherwise accessing a firearm and a military court protective order issued after the person to be subject by the order has received notice and opportunity to be heard on the order. Such restraint shall, such restraint shall person from possessing, receiving, or otherwise accessing a firearm. Wait a minute. Why are they doing this? Guys, remember what Donald Trump did, who's part of the same globalist group. Remember this. 
Remember what's happening in January the 6th now. Now they're telling us the big psych up to basically arrest members of the patriot community. Remember what's going on. Donald Trump pushed the red flag gun laws into the United States through his Kabbalist witch daughter to contact every single person, basically in Congress and in the Senate, to tell them that <laughs> they wanted red flag gun laws passed in every single state. Donald Trump did this. It wasn't Joe Biden. It wasn't Barack Obama. It wasn't the dumb Bush. It wasn't any of these people. It was Donald Trump. And remember, too, also, when I talked about this yesterday with what happened with Lieber, they backdated the executive order to basically cover Lieber so he could not be investigated because he's going to be covered by the emergency order that Trump signed because before he was indicted, like on January the 8th, I'll give you the dates in just a second. I'll pull the article back up. They backdated it to the 5th of January to make sure that Lieber, the guy who developed the nanotech biology, which is infiltrating our bodies after we get injected with a <laughs> with a with a kill shot that basically has graphene oxide that turns into tubules inside of your organs, according to the research that I've read. They didn't want him being allowed to testify in a court of law. Donald Trump did that, too. He backdated that stuff through his Justice Department. They said, well, he may not have known about it. That's true. He may not have known about it. But he sure the heck knew about the red flag gun laws. And now we got the Patriot Act pushing red flag gun laws. All of this stuff happening to us as they slowly chip away at our Constitution to give us less and less rights that God gave us to start with. Because if you don't know this, they think you and I are peasants and we have no rights whatsoever and how dare we consider ourselves to be sovereign citizens because we are not we are slaves to them always remember that also what do you think of what's your next story that's well said as sad as that is a lot of people have to just kind of grip their brains around that and understand that they don't respect freedom remember freedom wasn't given to us it was an inalienable right that was stored upon us by our creator. The government did not give us freedom. The government did not give us rights. We already had those rights. We addressed those rights with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and we made them known that those are our rights, and they will not be compromised or trampled on. The only reason for the formation of the government was to ensure and protect that those rights were not compromised and trampled on. This is a concept that has eluded a lot of people because they start, people have now been brainwashed into thinking the government gives us our rights, which means they can take them away, exactly what they tried to do last year. I remember, when was it? I think June. Where it was going to Daytona Beach. You know, They had shut down the beach. They shut it down. So we're going to shut down the beach because the virus is going into the water and the virus is going out into the ocean. And if you go out on the beach, the wind is going to blow the virus back onto you and you're going to get infected. The stupidest thing you could possibly come up with. I mean, the most asinine, ridiculous concept in the world. They tried to force it upon the American populace and a lot of people bought it. And I remember watching an interview from the mayor over there in Daytona, in New Smyrna and those other areas. And they said, this is our lifeblood. This is how we make money. We're a tourist city for people to go to the beach. If the beaches are closed, our city ceases to exist. 
we are not closing the beach. And they opened it back up. And I remember talking to a few people. And I said, yeah, we're going to the beach. We're going to the beach beginning of June. I remember we're, we're smack dab in the middle of the pandemic, alleged pandemic, I should say. And people said, I can't, I can't believe you're going out there. I can't believe you're, you're going to do that. I said, what? I'm going to go stand in 90-degree direct sunlight heat with a nice 10-mile-an-hour sea breeze with salt and magnesium and manganese and all types of other positive minerals and elements in the water blowing on me and me swimming in it? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to go do. Well, you, you, you should be able to go on the beach. I should what, – what? what? Are you kidding me right now? Are you joking me? Well, you, you got to be careful. I can't talk to you anymore. You're a moron. I can't speak to you anymore. The concept of freedom and being able to operate freely eludes you. This concept now has infested a huge amount of the American populace, sadly enough. These are the same people you see driving in their car by themselves with the windows up wearing a mask. Still do it. I still see it. Still currently see it, even around here in Florida. One of the most embarrassing things I could see. And you got to look at that from a perspective and say, what is really going on in that mindset? What does that person really, truly believe is happening? They're driving around with a mask on. And it's not that they actually think it's going to protect them. No. It's not that they actually think they have to do it because it's mandated because it's Florida. It's not. It's that so many people now have been trained and indoctrinated to simply follow what other people say. And this is a horrible, horrible character trait to go along with, that you simply follow blind statements just because somebody told you to do it. Nope. you you got to go stick your head in the dirt over there because, you know, the dirt will kill COVID. Shove your face in the mud right now. Okay, yes, sir. Yes, master. Can I? How many times do I have to do it? You do it five times. Okay, I'll do, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. This is what's happening. Now we're starting to see the real reason. Why all of these Afghan refugees are being brought in, all of these Syrian Muslim Sharia law extremists have been brought in to Dearborn, Michigan, as I've talked about before. Now we're starting to see how 15,000 Haitians showed up in the mid-Texas-Mexico border under a bridge 2,000 miles away from Haiti. Like Dad said, how'd they get over there? They run in C-130 transport planes? It's a lot of trips, 15,000 people. They run in cruise ships. Who paid for all that food? You know know how much food it takes to feed 15,000 people for weeks on a journey? 15,000 people? You go look at some of the cruise ships. They got a couple thousand people on them. They literally have pallets on pallets on pallets of food. And they have to restock almost every port with more food because the food consumption is so high. With just a couple people, two, three thousand people on a cruise ship, fifteen thousand, happened to show up in Mexico. Come on, guys! Now you start looking at the truth. Start looking at what's really happening. Look no further. The New York governor, Katie Hochul, the one who's basically taken over now. She now announced this week that the state's healthcare workers who have not taken the COVID injection will be replaced. She goes, and I quote, to all the healthcare providers, doctors, and nurses in particular who are vaccinated, thank you because you're keeping true to your oath. Here, this is more propaganda. You're thanking the people that complied with your unlawful edict, and then you're scolding. 
Watch. To those who won't, will be replacing people. I have a plan that's going to be announced very shortly. We've identified a whole range of opportunities we have to help supplement them. As around 19% of health workers remain unvaccinated, we're working closely with hospital systems to find out there where we can get other individuals to come in and supplement places like nursing homes. We are reaching out, and I'm quoting her, we are reaching out to the Department of State to find out about visas for foreign workers to bring more nurses over here, end quote. Wait, did you, did you see what I said? To bring more nurses over here? Where's she referring to? She goes on to say, we'll have a whole plan to deal with this. The main thing is, please get vaccinated. People who will not get vaccinated are the only reason this country is not engaged in a normal state of normalcy. What? So we're going to start replacing our highly skilled, highly paid, highly trained nurses and physicians with foreign workers? Okay. Now you're starting to see the big picture. Now we're starting to see where this is going to go. And ironically enough, sad as it is, this is the big picture. This is where it's headed. This is what they're doing. This is why they're starting to get so militant about the injections. They want to have an excuse to crush the healthcare system. They want to have an excuse to have as many fatalities as they can in the hospital system. I've told you guys repeatedly, I can't even keep up with the remdesivir that's going on right now. I mean, it's like person after person after person I talk to, I get emails. It's like everybody's getting put on remdesivir. It's standard care, even though they know it completely and totally melts the kidneys and the liver. Why is this? Well, they want to make sure they continue to have as many deaths as possible in the hospital. Not only to increase revenue, because quite frankly, it's very profitable to kill people in the hospital. In case anybody hasn't figured that out now with insurance. It's also great for the big COVID business. It's great for Pfizer. It's great for the booster. It's great for everybody except for the people it's killing in the American population that's not benefiting from all the dirty money that's being brought in off this. You have to ask yourself a question all the time. Follow the money and who does it benefit? Once you start digging down and you start flipping over those rocks, you invariably always find the top of the bottom, and I mean that sincerely, the top of the list, you will find the banker boys running the show like they do every single time. This is why they're promoting Satanism in the military now with slideshows. This is why they're promoting hardcore pornography in high school classes. This is why they're promoting transgenderism and pedophilia now all across the school systems. This is why the school boards are continually mandating masks because they want to make sure that the younger generation is as compliant and as submissive as they can physically make them. And one of the easiest ways to do that is you muzzle your slaves. It's very simple. You put a muzzle on a slave. You don't let your slave talk. You don't let your slave communicate. You tell them to wear a muzzle. They follow orders. And that's what you do. We now have modern-day slaves in the school system. These children wearing masks, there is absolutely no excuse at all for these young kids to be wearing masks. 
They don't work. They increase bacterial infections and bacterial pneumonia. The masks that they've tested repeatedly that are being used after they've been used are contaminated with E. coli, with strep, whole host of different bacteria. You know what they never find on the mask? Viral particles, ever. That's all they find is bacteria. But yet these kids are five and six years old, and they're screaming and yelling at them to put on a mask. And they're taping their mask on their face like they did in the one school in Vegas. Guys, wake up. Your children are the goal. That's what they're going for. They already know this experiment. There's a certain amount of us that aren't going to comply. We're the control group that's not going to comply. They already know that. They don't care. We're not the concern. They want the children, and they want their hearts, and they want their minds. That is why they're promoting this critical race theory. That is why they're promoting this pedophilia. That is why they're promoting this unbelievably sadistic behavior in the school systems, communism, Marxism, all of it. They have to get a hold of the kids. It is so important that you make sure you know what your kids are being taught. Because remember, they're getting it what 30 40 hours a week in the school system full-time job every single week for next 10 12 years understand that will have an effect on them and understand what they're being exposed to and what they're being taught because we're responsible for our kids and we're the only ones that are responsible because at the end of the day we're going to get called forth and we're going to get asked how we basically raise them and it will be our responsibility on our shoulders and what we did what do you think then well, you're right, Austin. In fact, this is part of the conversation I had with Sharon this morning. I told her, I said, I said, look, Sharon, I said, here's the deal. All we can do is raise our children the proper way. We've got to teach them to understand the ways of the Lord, to stay in church, to read their Bible, pray with them. And then after that point, they get to do it on their own and they get to have freedom of will. And we can't force people by trying to micromanage them to do what's right. But if people don't do right, we can't continue to enable them. I know one gentleman over there in Vero Beach who had a son, and I know the family well. And the son basically got on the drugs when he was 13, 14 years old, became a heroin addict. And though I tried to intervene and talk to the father repeatedly about the son being a drug addict, the kid ended up basically dying of a heroin overdose at the age of 36 years old after being addicted to narcotics for about, about 22 years. And the father never, ever accepted the fact that the child was a drug addict. See, this is the problem, isn't it? You know, we try to micromanage everything and we try to pretend like it's Norman Rockwell's America and we try to pretend like everybody's going to be happy, happy all the time. And ref- we refuse to engage and to try to change what's not right because we want everything to be happy, happy and we want everybody to get along with one another. Well, it doesn't work that way in the real world. Now, I like it when a family unit is intact, when all the kids come home and all the relatives are happy and all the cousins are happy and all the brothers and sisters get along. But guys, that's kind of like being a Narnia, isn't it? It really doesn't work that way in the vast majority of the cases of the family units in the United States. The same thing is true right now with the United States itself because the same group of people are once happy, happy all the time, is, and they're completely absorbed by normalcy bias. They don't see what's going on, and they want to believe you get shot in the face with a rubber 12-gauge slug that it's okay, it's normal because everything's going to be okay again. Well, there ain't nothing normal about getting shot in the face with a shotgun. Just thought I'd mention that. But the reality is because we're so caught up in normalcy bias and trying to micromanage to make sure everything goes back to where it needs to go, that many people right now that are dealing with this 
They're not able to deal with it mentally or emotionally, and they're going on psychiatric drugs. I know I'm meddling now. Don't get mad at me. And a lot of people out there are on all kinds of tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors or lithium or other really strong narcotics. Why? Because they can't cope with the whole mechanism that's happening around them because they can't micromanage everything with their family units, and they don't understand why they're being forced to wear a mask, so they just wear one. They can't understand why they're being forced to socially distance, so they just socially distance. They can't understand why they're being told to wear a mask in a car with the windows rolled up by themselves, so they just wear the mask in the car with the windows rolled up like Austin said because it's all based on normalcy bias and on programming. We got to understand something. Karl Marx started this whole mess with communism, you know, 150, 170 years ago. He was best friends with Abraham Lincoln. You send letters to each other. The reality is Karl Marx was a Kabbalist. He was a Satanist. He practiced from the Zohar. And Lincoln's wife was a Satanist. She held seances in the White House. This whole thing got steeped in theosophy and Satanism and the occult. Back in the mid to late 1800s, it all got steeped in this mess. And now we're in this situation that we're trying to figure out why did this happen? How did this happen? Well, it's been going on for hundreds of years. Back Rudolf Steiner, another philosophy weirdo who basically probably was also a Kabbalist, he said they wanted to eliminate the soul with medicine. This was like over 150 years ago. Here's what he wrote, quote, in the future, we will eliminate the soul with medicine under the pretext of healthy point of view. There will be a vaccine by which the human body will be treated as soon as possible directly at birth, not that the human being cannot develop so, – so that the human being cannot develop the thought of the existence of the soul and spirit. To, malaria, to materialistic doctors or satanic doctors, they will be entrusted with the task of removing the soul of humanity as today people are vaccinated against this disease or that disease. So in the future, children will be vaccinated with a substance – that can be produced precisely in such a way that people, thanks to this vaccination, will be immune to being subjected to the madness of spiritual life. He would be extremely smart, but he would not develop a conscience. And that is the true goal of some materialistic circles. This is the satanic groups, the Kabbalist groups. With such a vaccine, you could easily make the etheric body how loose in the physical body, they all believe this stuff is all theosophy and all Kabbalah. Once the etheric body is detached, the relationship between the universe and the etheric body will become extremely unstable and man would become an automation for the physical body of man must be polished on this earth by spiritual will. What the heck? Well, this is the group of people back in the mid-1800s. This guy was born in 1861 and died in 1925 who controlled much of the thought process, including Darwinism and how we came from animals through evolution. This is all based on the teachings of this clown and Karl Marx, all based on the teachings of the Zohar. This is the group, guys, that runs the world. It's the Satan bunch. The Bible calls them the synagogue of Satan, and we need to understand that. Now, I'm going to give you some dates here. This is I want everybody to take notes on this. Remember Joe Biden's executive order on September the 9th. 2021, which mandated vaccines for federal employees. He cited his authority as the nationwide public health emergency that was first declared by the Secretary of Health and Human Services underneath Donald Trump on January the 31st, 2020, when Trump was still in office. Now, listen to me. Stay with me for all of this. Do 
Any of you remember that one? Well, I don't, but I remember the March 13th, 2020 executive order, but not the January 31st executive order. Well, that one was kind of stuck in under the bushes and nobody saw it. If you dig a little bit deeper, here's what you discover. That when the HHS secretary, Alex Azar, executed this executive order, this emergency authorization edict on January the 31st, 2020, that there were only five COVID deaths in the U.S. Oh, yeah, just thought I'd mention that. Therefore, Azar had no healthcare-related basis for declaring a national health emergency. Also, for some reason, Azar was compelled to backdate the public health emergency by five days to January 27th. Now, I'm going to hit the brakes here, and we're going to screech here for a second. Okay, why did he do that? What happened? Why did he take the January 31st, 2020 edict and push it back to January the 27th and change the paperwork and backdate it, which is illegal? Why did he do that? Well, here's what happened. On January 28th, we find that the federal government indicted Harvard nanobiowarfare researcher Charles Lieber. We talked about him yesterday, the holder of 66 U.S. patents in nanotechnology and graphene oxide research, nanotubule research. Much of this was funded by Anthony Fauci, who paid for Lieber's work, and the NIH, who he paid it through. And the researchers are now discovering Lieber's nanoparticles in the COVID-19 vials. Imagine that. As it happens, Lieber's father, Robert I. Lieber, was a senior satellite engineer for Radio Corporation of America, RCA, who received the David Sarnoff Outstanding Achievement Award in Engineering in 62. And his work on the Aegis Satellite System for the U.S. Navy is integral to the deployment of 5G today. Sarnoff was a leading member of the British Pilgrim Society, funded through the international banking cartels with the Rothschilds, according to the congressional record of 1940. So what we have here is that we have Lieber being protected and shielded from public scrutiny and questioning about his biowarfare activities in China just prior to the Wuhan outbreak. By backdating the national emergency to January 27th, Based on only five COVID deaths, one day before Lieber was indicted, Secretary Azar was able to protect Lieber under the cover of a global pandemic that he evidently knew was planned. It's another fraud. Backdating federal judgments is fraudulent and unwinds all subsequent subsequent actions, including the fraudulent Biden's latest executive order. And this backdating and this interlocking frauds completely unwinds to the COVID-19 nightmare that the basically Rothschild banking cartel and their psychopaths in the American government have put on America and the world since January of 2020. Their agenda to implement medical genocide and their New World Order tyranny, also known as the Great Reset by Klaus Schwab, has been patently obvious to any reasonable person. These criminals basically have to be brought to justice for what they've done. But guys, it's like Austin always says. We've got rules for thee, but not for me, don't we? Don't we always have that? We've got to listen, but they can't. They don't have to. And if they, if we try not to listen, we just go to jail, like January the 6th. And now they're finding out that the head guy with Oath Keeper, Cecil Rhodes, whatever his name is, basically is not under indictment by the FBI for the January, January, January the 6th. And they're ignoring all that. And now they're wanting to request all the cell phone records and all of the correspondence 
from all of the people arrested on January 6th to get an interlocking web of all the other people involved they have not arrested yet. What happened to freedom and what happened to privacy? All of these cell phone records. Now, remember, your cell phone record, it's not just your texts. Every single phone call you get is recorded by the NSA. They've got recordings of every single thing you say on the telephone. That's why I always tell people, if you're going to talk to somebody about something that you don't want the whole world to know about, you need to do it in person, and the cell phones need to be in the other room. You say, well, that sounds ridiculous, Dad. You're paranoid. Okay. Then do what you want to do. I'm just telling you what you need to do. Turn the cell phones off and put them in the other room and be done with it. You know, if you don't believe that, watch the movie Snowden. That'll snap you tight. Just make sure that you don't start talking to friends about stuff that's private that you don't want the whole world to see. we got to remember, Donald Trump jumped on the bandwagon on January the 31st, and he started banning all travelers from China, Iran, different areas of Europe, against the advice of BRICS, who control the Public Health Service Act, okay, who best to take their orders from who, and it leaves Trump with some explaining to do. And we need to understand something, that all of this stuff, this Biden's recent executive order, which he reinstates in March of 2021, that was done in March of 2020, which was the national emergency declared by Trump, all of this is linked. And I do my best, and I do my best, and I do my best all of the time to try to put these pieces of the puzzle together for you guys. Donald Trump is neck deep in poop here. But he has been neck deep in poop since 1989, since Wilbur Ross got him out of bankruptcy when Wilbur Ross was working for none other than Rothschild, Inc. Guys, please stop putting your hearts and minds in Donald Trump. He's deeply flawed. He is not our savior. Jesus Christ, the answer. He's the only answer. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And listen to me, friends. We need to understand this with all of our heart and with all of our beings. Jesus Christ was put into our timeline by God Almighty in order to deliver us from the evil one who's been on this planet for a long, long time. And the only hope we have is to keep our hearts and minds in Christ all of the days of our lives. That's what we have to do. And we have to wake up as many people as we possibly can. This group of psychopaths that used 9-11 as a trigger and the Patriot Act as a trigger to take down the United States is doing everything they possibly can to enslave you and to destroy what's left of the United States of America. And as Christians and as patriots, we have to stand the gap for the people who are, like we talked about earlier, steeped in normalcy bias, who want to wear a mask in a car with the windows rolled up by themselves so they will understand that not only we are protecting ourselves, we're trying to protect them, and we, can do, we can't protect them unless they're willing to help. It's just how it works. Guys, I love you. I'll be on Hagman tonight. I appreciate it with all my heart. We had the opportunity to pray for you again this morning. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow, or it's Monday. Absolutely. It's going to be a uh, big show today on Hagman. hope you guys have an awesome, safe, blessed weekend. Always continue to continue to stay in shape to train, to do the best you can to keep your immune system strong. I encourage that every single day. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. They, uh, I saw an incident earlier 
was reading an article about it, and this lady, 57-year-old from West Virginia, declared, I'm vaccinated, but don't know what's in it, and continued to run around and basically promote it after she got the injection and tell everybody how she's got the shot and how if you don't have the shot, you're basically a bad person. And she didn't state which brand of vaccine she received, and she didn't state specific date, but her Facebook post did reveal later on that she died shortly thereafter. The strange turn of events. Uh, very, very odd to see this, but again, it's not something that's abnormal. This is starting to occur more and more, and what, then what they do is this, this is what they've done now. They've twisted the truth, and they twisted the facts, and then they'll say, well, this lady caught COVID from an unvaccinated individual. That's why she died, which is a complete and total lie. First off, there's no way to ever even prove that from a clinical standpoint. Secondly, we've seen very, very clearly that the injection causes significant side effects. Another one, Karen Heisler, who was a Notre Dame professor, blatantly said, and I quote, damn the unvaccinated. She said, absolutely, you you do not have a right not to be injected. Twelve days later, after a third Pfizer RNA injection, she basically got her time card punched. She died. This is happening over and over and over again. My friends, wake up as many people as you can. There's a lot of people that got – I've talked to people that they've got the shot at the beginning of the year, and they're like, dude, I'm not doing this again. If you get if you get swung once, you know, shame on them. If you get swung twice and a third time and a fourth time, it's shame on you at that point. You have the information. You see the literature. Israel's the perfect example of why this injection is obviously not only not working, it's causing more problems than good. The FDA had an eight-hour committee meeting, eight hours with doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor. I talked about it in detail. One of the ones was Dr. Steve Kirsch, I told you guys. And he said, and I quote, that the vaccines are killing more people than they save. He said in the teleconference, yet the FDA turned right around on Wednesday and said that the booster shot's totally cool, totally great for people that are over 65 and people that are high risk. Categorized about 180 million Americans in that group. After they had all of these doctors in this conference tell them that not only does the shot not work, it's causing more harm than good. Guys, how much more research do you need? How much more evidence do you need? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. It's very clear what's going on with it. And this is why it's so important to make sure you're staying prepped. The same thing that I told you earlier, this carbon emission card now that they want to start doing. Everybody's got to have a carbon emission. One of the reasons why they're trying to roll this in now, it ties in with the IRS $600 documentation where they want to see anything over $600 now. That's that's going in. That's why they want to put that in place. That way they can monitor and track every single purchase, every single thing you do. It's not that they don't have access to the information. They need to be able to categorize it and data log it. This is why the NSA built the giant, massive Utah Data Collection Center. So continue to keep your information as private as possible. I always encourage people to do cash. I like cash. I like cash transactions. They're actually the best kind. Continue to keep yourself strong and protected. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. 
Check out the website. I told you guys earlier the vitamin C capsules with antioxidants. We have a small batch in right now. If you want, need any, give us a call at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week, Magnesium Body Bomb. Numera, numerous other products you can vote for and see which ones you want to uh, win next week. And thank you guys again for the support. Continue to stay strong. Keep your head up. Stay just stay focused on what you need to do right now. There's a whole lot of stuff that's going on, but we know where our strength comes from. So continue to stand your ground and to stand your convictions where they need to be. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. Enjoy the Hagman Show tonight. We'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.